Like, otra vez. Didn't you hear what the girl said on Instagram? She said, don't do that. That's disgusting, man. I have good quality microphones. You fucking scare people in the car. <laughs> you know? It's, those are fighting words, man. Those are fighting words. <laughs> Welcome to, back to My Primo's podcast. My my name is Freddy, and with me, as always, is My Primo and yours, El Siete, the slurping wonder, with his ASMR self, Chikume. Yep. I'll do Chikumi this time. Chikumi. Um, hey, man. So, how you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. What are you doing? Okay. Tell me about yourself. Uh, nothing much. I mean, just excited. I'm going to jump right into it that uh, we have my prima Karen on this episode. Uh, people know enough about me. I'm going to throw it to her. What's up, cousin? Uh, what's up, Walter or Siete? Or how are you going by today again? Chikume. Chikume? Well, what's up, you guys? I'm Karen. I'm actually uh, Freddie's sister, his youngest sister. Yep, she and is a legit prima right? in the My Primas, yeah. My Primos, My Primos, in the My Primo Cinematic Universe. She is a prima. <laughs> but I am legitimately Freddie's sister as well. Also with us tonight is my future wife, Izzy. Hi. Hi, Izzy. Hi, Izzy. Izzy, Chavela, Chavelita, whatever you guys want to call me. Oh, like she's had multiple it's aliases as well. Which one <laughs> yeah. are you going with tonight? Um, I don't know. Whatever you guys feel like going with. I'm cool with whatever. Cool. You know, ladies, this is the first time we have uh, female guests. También, people have said in the past that we need a a voice beyond two men here. You know, we represent. We're the como Walter dice. He's trying to fight being the patriarchy. So you know, we we wanted to open it up to a, a voice other than ourselves. And I'm glad you came on. And plus, of course, I love seeing you guys. I've just visited you guys last week, so you guys you lived with me the the road trip. Uh, that I, that I experienced or that could have had that never happened. Uh, but you guys remember just uh, for a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, this is a weekly to semi-weekly show. Sometimes uh, uh, we do it every week. Uh, just uh, keep listening to us, you know, share. And of course, if you like the conversation, hey, come back with us. You know, give us messages, DM us. We want to know what you guys think about the show. Kind of like the one we had last week where people were saying what they should like. Just cut out that whole that whole mm. ASMR stuff that's not working out, man. It, give me the tingles. <laughs> Dude, it's necio. It's bien necio. Bien, <clears throat> bien necio el bicho. Bien necio el bicho. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we're on all over social media at My Primos Podcast. Of course, you can email us directly at myprimospodcast at gmail.com and the podcast every week on all the streaming services around the globe. Well, tonight we're going to dive into kind of a just really... Catching up with each other, seeing what everybody's been up to here recently, and then we'll dive into some other parts. But, Walter, what's been up this week, man? What is new? ¿Qué decís? ¿Qué decís? 
I miss my cue. <laughs> oh. Oh. You're too busy okay. texting. Uh, no, I'm just looking at my notes, man. Um, ¿Qué dijiste? ¿Qué puta dijiste? ¿Qué has hecho? What's new? Nada, pues aquí, como dice Rihanna, work, 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 work. So, that's your go-to, huh? That's yeah, that's... kind of old, Walter. I know. Yeah, but what other song is, you know, it's about work. I mean, yeah, what's, what other song is about work? Maggie's Farm. That's a work hmm. song. Working in a coal mine. Work it. YMCA? No. no. That's a different kind um, of work in it. Yeah. You want to do that? All right, so channel, so we have guests. You know, we usually like to throw topics out there that we can just discuss and, you know, have fun with. We're going to be a very relaxed, lightning round, not really kind of put pressure on it, but more so just toss information out there, some cool, not cool, but maybe just interesting things that I found that maybe everybody has an opinion on. So we'd love to hear what you guys have to think. And since it's usually Walter talking over everybody, we're really going to toss it at you guys. <laughs> uh, and we'll chime in here and there, you know. But um, the first... feminist perspective. There you, oh, there you go. There you go. We need a feminist perspective. Uh, so the first one that I have is an interesting story. So check this out. Have you guys heard the news about Joe Biden, ex-vice ex president, and him being basically... Soon to, be, soon to announce his primary run. Exactly. So Party. he's in the news. He's out there. But now three more women accuse Biden of unwanted affection. So here's the thing. He's not being accused of like sexually assaulting anybody. He's not being accused of groping or anything like that. Right. But what he's being accused of is inappropriately uh, touching or inappropriately invading someone's personal space. And there are pictures of this. So, for example, there's a woman that tells a story that when he first met her at a White House event, he approached her, grabbed her hands with both his hands, placed his forehead next to her forehead, like forehead to forehead, and was saying things like, you're very beautiful. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for all the work you're doing here. It's great for the cause. And then oh. they... And they it, see? Okay, so... Oh. Th there are multiple instances of this and there's reports and please like go check it out look up Joe Biden right now he's big so you'll see it but then there's there's so much protection on the other side there's women coming out even like Alyssa Milano that whole hashtag me too movement that she was really behind as well she came back to protect it no he's an advocate for, for women's rights you know he he's there for uh, for victims of, of uh, sexual assault he's he's been a great you know uh, a partner in he that. actually started a he actually started a um, it was actually working at the domestic hotline. Yeah, uh, and it's like Nano, and it's actually based out of Austin, and he's the one that actually started it. So he's actually he he his project pretty much, and he I mean I'm sure other people are working on it, but it has his stamp on it pretty much, and it's out of here, out of Austin actually. So point so. is, my question to the to you ladies and to Walter to everyone in the group here is simply. Not only are we talking about advances in the sexual sense, we all understand is not appropriate at all, but in this sense, invading of personal space into that intimate level. What are you guys' thoughts on Joe Biden and this whole thing? Well, we actually um, were just talking about this. And we this is East of Isabel, by the way, right? Oh, yeah, this so. is Chavelita, Isabel. Um, we actually, Karen and I were talking, and we kind of had different viewpoints on it hmm. um so i'll let 
Karen say hers and I'll say mine. But basically, I just kind of was siding with the girls who are saying it was very inappropriate for him to behave that way. And for me, I look at it as, you know, men in office, men in general, they have this power and, you know, with women, especially in the workplace, you know, when you have a male superior, you have that power, that authority over someone else. It's uncomfortable. And you're put into a position where you don't really get, you know, you're backed into a corner. You don't really get a say. You can't really fight it. And that's why there's so many sexual harassment laws, so many um, things to protect women. But even then, you see women in the army, you know, in the military that are being um, taken advantage of and they can't really do anything. Women in the workplace, you know, they have to kind of succumb to their superiors because they don't want to lose their job. And I feel like with that situation, it's kind of like you're put into a position where, well, what am I supposed to do? This is what I want to do for my career. And, you know, he's a, a man, an authoritative figure in the White House. Like, yeah. that's very uncomfortable. And I would definitely feel uncomfortable even, like, the career that I have, if my superior were to do something like that with me, I would feel so uncomfortable. And it's just inappropriate. Well, I think bottom line. I... I, I... And if any of my opinion matters, like I said, just in the out, outward looking in, when I was reading the story and seeing everything, I like one of these quotes that says, there's been a lack of understanding about the way that power can turn something that might seem innocuous into something that can make somebody feel very uncomfortable. So it's not necessarily that just, of course, he's a man and it's, but he's putting this, this uh, is, uh, like you said, very powerful figure because it literally is the, you know, the, the vice president, for example, coming into the room and he demands that attention because he is, you know, like second most powerful man in, in, in the room, if you would. But it makes it now look back at the pictures of stuff when you see him like talking with people or pictures of when he's doing that. It makes him look very creepy. Like, yeah, well, it sounds creepy. Like anyone to like for someone to grab your head and put your forehead against someone you've never met. Like, come on, that's weird. <laughs> Like, like, whatever happened to, like, personal, like, bubble, you know like, what I mean? I, like, <laughs> I'm someone who wants my personal space, and for someone, I don't know, I, I've never meant to do that, whether or not they're famous or not. That'd be weird. That would be, like, if you went to Target or something, and this guy comes up to you and be like, you're really pretty. What would you do? Call security. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now, you'd be creeped out. You know, you'd walk away from it. But it's different because he's a man of power. He is. So if you're okay, looking, Karen. At... What's, ahead, up, Karen. what's up, Karen? What's your What's your thoughts? No, I just think like I see it as he is invading privacy, like in a sense, like okay, you know, obviously, you know, he's going into somewhere like you feel that's private. It's your own, you know. That nobody should be putting hands on you like that in the first place, like or even getting so close to you, unless you that's unless you consent it. But I don't think these women were consenting it you know what i mean because or were they well no 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 well i think it's, it's a very strange line because they're it not is, coming out saying it is right it is because it, it is, you're straddling that line where they're not it's they're not saying it's sexual like assault or like harassment or whatever but also it's like I'm uncomfortable with it, you know? But I think it's too because, you know, 
they're being honest. They're not yeah. you know, making up something, making up a lie, saying he sexually assaulted them or hurt them. Because with the Me Too movement, it's more than just bringing out instances of sexual assault and harassment and other things that happen like that. It's a bringing awareness to situations where women feel uncomfortable. And the bottom line is consent is important. And if you feel like someone's invading your space, whether it's someone, you know, touching you inappropriately, the bottom line is if you don't want that um, affection or attention, you shouldn't have to um, handle that. You shouldn't have to deal with that because that's what consent is about. And that's what this whole Me Too movement is about, bringing light to things that people don't want to talk about, whether it's someone on a regular basis, a family member, a friend, or it's someone who has um, power, authority, famous person, that's just what we what we want to bring awareness to. I think that in the truth is, there's even a quote here to, to kind of suffice what you said. The woman, one of the, the people that spoke out against it, she, she describes two instances. She says two things. She says, um, when he first introduced himself, uh, he I gave my hand and he shook my hand. He then puts his hand on the back of my head and pressed his forehead to my forehead while he talked to me i was so shocked that it was so hard to focus on what he was saying i remember he told me i was a pretty girl and he said it was her appearance in a professional setting even though it was intended as a compliment she didn't consider the experience like sexual harassment but it was kind of inappropriate behavior that makes a woman feel uncomfortable and unequal in the workplace and again, it's coming down more to, like against Chavela said, maybe just from what I gather, the okay, yeah, like, power, no? <clears throat> like, correct me if, I mean, for what it's worth, my opinion. Uh, but what I'm trying, starting to get or is that, one, male or males, and especially white males with power, right? Because um, as males, we have a certain level of power or privilege, I mean. And and then it and if you're a white male, it turns into power and sometimes deadly power. Um, just the opi- your uh, uh, opinion alone, right? But I think a lot of it has to do with the male knowing his privilege, right? Within yeah. the workplace or within un- any other structure like that, right? He probably uh, also thinks he can get away with it because he has that power, you know? No, but not only that, but the thing is, esto que there's also trauma attached to it, right? Where as me as a male, if a girl comes up to me and gets close to me, I'm, ¿me entiendes? Like, I don't expect harm to come my way. ¿Me entiendes? Yeah. Like, if, if, a, if a female um, comes up to me and gets close to me, I don't expect any, you know, danger to come from that. And, and if there is, it's, you know what I mean? Like, especially at, at a workplace, right? Um, but if, as a female, I'm assuming, of course, if you see a male come to you and get close to you, you immediately bells go off and you start getting worried because there's some kind of danger, something bad is going to happen, right? Because, and, and the male's intentions might not be, um, ill intent, it might not be ill intended or harm or anything, right? But the fact that the, that there's, cultural societal trauma right anytime a man gets close to a woman and it's not welcome the woman immediately assumes something's gonna happen right and then if the woman 
the female doesn't do anything or express anything for the man, it probably oh she's 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 welcoming. She's not saying anything. You know what I mean? Like there's a dynamic that's occurring there. The one the the male is not you know aware of his privilege. You know, and the females. You know, if 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 that's what's happening, I don't know if, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of assumed interactions in that. You know, by the male, and none of it is excused. I would think know? by the male more so than than the woman. I would assume. I think that like not to excuse his actions because I don't want. I don't think his actions are excusable. I think too that some. Yeah, because that that's that normal. That's no, not normal, not, like you know. Like I said, exactly. Like, if you were to do that at Target yeah. to a stranger, people would be like, "What the heck?" Like exactly. You know what I mean? But I think to a point, I'm not excusing his actions, but I'm just gonna say I feel like some people, and I'm gonna say people, you know, to be gender inclusive, they don't realize what they're doing like some people are just naturally affectionate which I mean that goes way beyond affection but I think some people don't realize that they're making people feel uncomfortable when they do certain things like even someone you know putting like their hand like on your shoulder or like touching your arm I think for some people they don't realize to someone else they can determine that as like you know, offensive, sexual, they can... And it's and it's the same thing where, like, there's a lot of trauma involved where if I do that to, to another male and get close to him, he's not going to... He's he, he's not going to feel any... Like, he does, he's not going to think that there's any bodily harm that's going to happen to him, you know? Depending, 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 right? We're talking about the workplace, like yeah. the workplace. Well, depending, or, it doesn't... You know, I, I don't not think... at a bar when you're drunk. No, know? but... Yeah, and too with the like gay community, that happens a lot. You know, same sex partners, whether or not you're gay, and someone mm-hmm. comes on and they touch you, you can misconstrue that. Yeah. That happens with anyone. It it could be in the workplace too. You could feel like unsafe with any peer touching you, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether the other person is a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. I think it comes down to each person, each individual how they feel with the connection, and that's why we're coming down to consent, saying, you know what, I don't feel comfortable with your hand there. But not everyone feels, you know, that safe to say things like that, mm-hmm. and that's why it's scary, because in the world we live in, we don't know what to expect, and we don't know how to react, especially, because it could be dangerous. Yeah, especially with him, like, having that, like, power, as we said before, you know, if someone, maybe they felt like they couldn't say anything, because... Of his statue. Yeah, because it feels like. What did it say? With with great well, power comes great responsibility, no, well, right? Well, absolute power co- corrupts absolute yeah. as well. So, like, here's my thing. To no, kinda... but the fact, but the fact that the fact that him as a white male public no, well, here, figure, look, he has I mean? he has the fucking trifecta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like he has to. Like he has oh, a man. Shit, I need to, he's you know? old and white, and he was the fucking vice yeah. president. So he and has, he has a shit of money. Well, yeah, but that all, that all kind of comes without necessarily it was splitting hairs. But he has the fucking triple threat. You know, you walk into a room, a young person, let's put it that way, meets this person, a 20 year old person out of college. That's, I mean, fucking, you know, being an intern at the White House, you meet the vice president and that's your first interaction. You are in like the deer in headlights. I can imagine shit. I would be in the yeah. same position. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, do I? Like, is this what it's supposed to be like? You know, like, you don't... 
know how naive someone is. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You see when things come out about like people in power, celebrities, when one person says their story, a whole bunch of other people come out because they feel safe enough to tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just takes one person to share their story and then a hundred more, a thousand more, they, they say the same thing to confirm it. No, it's true because I think to kind of tie this up and move on to what Walter was saying, you know, and to what you're saying, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a male-female thing. It's just a, 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 a person thing. You know, it's a, a human being thing where whatever traumas, whatever uh, impacts we've had in our lives make us see things a different way and how we react. I'll tell you a really quick story. I used to work at a retail store. I used to sell cell phones. And I had a, a gentleman come in. And he was basically just eyeballing me up and down. Like up and down. Me estaba comiendo vivo. Like he was like into me. Like he was trying to talk to me. This and that. And by the time I like I, I had to walk away. You know because it was a customer. But I had to walk away and be like. I told my friend, like, dude, this guy won't leave me alone. He's asking me for my phone number. He's trying to talk to me. And he's all like, But at the end of it, I was able to be like, hey, man, you know, I'm not interested. Thank you. And he's like, all right, cool, whatever. And as he walked away, he grabbed my hand and, like, let it what? slip slowly. And I kind of was like, oh, shit, like, <sighs> like, I don't know how to you know, how to react. And then he licked his lips and kept looking at me and kept walking out the door, looking at me. And at that moment, I turned around and I told my friend, I owe every woman that I've ever looked at in any other way besides like neutral, a fucking apology. Because like, I felt that like my skin was like, oh, what the fuck? And that's another man to another man. So she's like, I can connect with that story that you're saying. It. I have a story. I have a. I have a story like that too. <laughs> okay, watch, watch. So, so this happened to me. It's happened to me twice. Like one of them was even very. I was younger and it was very perverted, man. But I'm gonna start off. If you're interested in the other ones, but I'm gonna start off with this one. One time I was at the park, in Riverside, and the I think it's called the Fremont Park. Fremont Park, I think, off of 60 um, and Market, if anybody knows that area. And I took my dog to walk, right? And and it was a German Shepherd, el perro que tiene my, my brother. And I was going around. There's a lake. I, went, I was going around, and de repente, like, um, this guy catches up to me, and he's taking out the dog, and he's like, oh, what kind of dog is that? Like, oh, such and such, and whatever. You know, so it was a pretty badass dog. And then all of a sudden, that was the end of the conversation. And then continue kind of jogging with the dog and stuff. And then the guy passes me and leaves, right? But then the that road went all the way around the park, and that's where people would run. And all of a sudden, I'm just running, running, running. And then I look back, and the guy's, like, creeping, driving slowly behind me. Like, he's slowly driving behind me. And I look back and I just give him a look, like a what the fuck look. And then he kind of know, oh, this this motherfucker's yeah. picking up. And he just boom, like he just takes off, you know, like like um, it happens, you know. And it's like it doesn't necessarily make me feel uncomfortable, you know. But um, I later found out that Ed, my brother, in that same park, one time, <laughs> and he corroborated the story. Uh, one time he said that he was at that same park. 
and he I guess he he was early to go to Riverside Community College, and he parked he went and parked there in the meantime that he waited for his class to start. Riverside Community College is a, a couple of blocks down, and then all of a sudden he said another car car pulls up and parks next to him, and then the guy asks him out of nowhere like, "What kind of porn do you like?" What, what? the hell? And Edding so Edding was telling me the story, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then Edin said, what did you answer? Oh, just a regular type. Like, what kind of porn do you like? Oh, just, you know, regular type porn, you know? And he said, and then Edin said that he went to the restroom. He went to the restroom. Oh, my God. And Levin go, well, and I already know, I already knew where this was going. He said, he went to the restroom. He was peeing. And when he was walking out, the guy was coming in and gave him a look. And then my brother was like, and then, and he said, like, I fucked up. I should have answered that question and gone to the restroom. He probably thought, I'm down. I'm going to see how I'll meet you over I'll there. I'll meet you in but, the restroom. No, but yeah, to, so, you, had to, uh, you put your brother out there like that. I appreciate that. I know. Um, no, it, it happens, you, you, know? Guys, you know what? Those stories that you guys have, you know, as women, and I think you yeah. can say the same thing. Those kinds of stories we do it on the daily basis. We do. If not every day, almost every day. Crazy. <laughs> almost every day. Yeah. I'm not no, gonna... yeah, and, and it's true. Like one time, I had a, a guy flash his dick at me at a truck stop. Like, and I was like probably like 16, 15, That's 16 a whole years old. Thing. <laughs> no, yeah. And it was. No, yeah. And it was. It, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Oh, yeah. I went, I went, yeah, I went to go pee, I went to go wash my hands, and as I was washing my hands, and I look up, this guy, you know, I see him on the, on the mirror, and he's, like, flashing his dick, and I'm like, what the fuck, and then he just, you know, he sees that, and he closes the door quick, and I'm a, I'm a little kid, I'm 16 years old, I mean, 15, 16 years old, right, at that point, so it's like, that shit happens a lot, but, man, so. But you know what's crazy, the, 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 Chavela said it, she's laughing at a funny, okay, this is a funny situation, because we are not ever exposed to it right we have that luxury to never really that have one to weirded it. me out though like and no, they that's like, not normal that's not yeah normal. Though. yeah but they, they, they laugh because they're like Psh, punks like we deal with this shit all the time you know as yeah women. we do that all the time <laughs> we deal with that stuff but, but okay uh, good 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 um i'm gonna jump into another another one um uh, something more light-hearted yeah um for example and El Chapo, El Chapo, he's in New York getting tried for, you know, drug trafficking and all that stuff. His wife is going to come out with a clothing line. El what? Chapo clothing line. That's just stupid. No, it's smart. Why? People are going to fucking buy it. People bought yeah. that stupid, ugly-ass shirt he was wearing when they Quetel Castillo and Sean Penn took pictures with him. They bought that shirt. People wanted that shirt. He's glorified as some... It's some hero, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Next one, Freddie. Well, here's one. Not no more want, serious. No, but here's one that's interesting. I think because, you know, Walter, you hard, I don't know if anybody knows this, but Walter never really mentions it. He's very private about it, that he's an engineer. Okay, he never really mentions it. He keeps it to himself. He never, <laughs> never ever brings it up. Um, never. So I'm sorry if I put you out there. But check this Why story out. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Walter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, California engineer 
poisoned his co- his colleague Dude. for 18 months. So here's the story. Uh, there was a uh, an office building. Two uh, engineers are working together, and apparently, an engineer. This guy, his name is uh, uh, Rong Yuan. He at Berkeley Engineering and Research on multiple occasions over 18 months, according to court documents, uh, poisoned the his coworkers' drink. So she reported that it, it a strange taste or smell would come from her water and food whenever she left her food unattended in her office. After consuming the food or drink, she would always get immediate health problems, sometimes having to go to the emergency room. They never could really pinpoint what happened. But eventually, blood samples from all three times that she went to the hospital showed elevated levels of cadmium. And cadmium is a silver white metal found in the Earth's crust. So he went like deep, no pun intended, into like the engineering (laughs) pool and literally poisoned her with like a, some some metal thing. I mean, you would know more than I would, Walter. But apparently, this thing can literally kill you and tear up your stomach lining whenever you, you eat it. So wow. he got caught, and I want to know you guys' thoughts. Crazy story. I mean, coworker. He was. He says he just he hated him. He hated the lady, and that he wanted to get rid of her. He said that. Oh my god! But really, like poison. That's crazy. How much you hate someone? To have to slowly kill them, and yeah. slowly. I mean, I'm, them. I'm. My question is, my question is, what type of engineer? Because if in civil, because <laughs> I, I was a CT project manager, and, and you use a, a nuclear gauge, they call it to to check densities and moisture and density on soils, compacted soils, and those actually have a, a radioactive source within them. It's a cesium, I think. So I wonder, like cadmium. What kind of engineer can get his hand his what's well, a man his hand how did he get his hands on cadmium? What kind of engineer it would be? All it says is an yeah. engineer in California has been arrested. If you want to do more research, um, I don't know, but that's what he got his yeah. hands on. He's like, uh, this is what I know. This is what I he know. He is I'll tell you what, it's better than shooting up the place. That's true. I mean yes. <laughs> it's very targeted, very specific. Um, I hope it wasn't along. I wonder. I hope it wasn't along gender lines, you know, because she was a woman, and maybe I don't know. But it just it's like his hate was directed and very precise. Is it very little to no collateral damage? So, so he's being very engineer like. So I applaud him for that. You know, you know, he had a target, and he had, and he went. It's not like you know. Just I mean, go up and he, he, nothing happened to her, right? Because she's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. But I mean, they caught, they yes, caught him. Uh-huh. Talk about I mean, a very I creative, mean, you know? Like eighteen months, though. Like that's the longest time. Hey, that's something that uh, Sir Sir, what's her name uh, from Game of Thrones? Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, I, I don't know. The Queen or whatever. Uh, that's something she would do, but um. But poisoning someone? That I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. You you hate someone on a different level, yeah. like, like to do you that. You want them to suffer, suffer yeah. Oh. You know, like those women on like that. What is H? No, like snapped and stuff. Like, like, like yeah, <laughs> something like when that. Their husband. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw one word. I I make the joke one time. I told my wife I was like, "Hey, listen, if you don't love me anymore, just leave me. Don't like gr- grind glass in my food. Yeah, don't like." Don't 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 kill me. Like pretty much, like don't kill me. Just leave me. Like I'm okay with you leaving me, but don't don't put like poison or grind glass in my food or like do a bunch of shit. 
That's just messed up. <laughs> That's evil, man. You really have to, like, hate someone hate to somebody. do something like yeah. that. Definitely. Uh, uh, okay, next one. Um, I have to get, you know, your guys' opinion uh, is Chavela and Karen. Um, women, uh, women and all women astronaut crew was scheduled to go into, you know, into... Well, not not space, but orbit. Oh, it is orbit. space. But orbit, going to orbit to I guess do some repairs or do a spacewalk, um, and they ended up canceling it because they didn't have suits enough suits that fit them, like what? Like they they didn't have suits that fit women, <laughs> like oh, it sounds ridiculous. Designed like, for women? You would think that that spacesuit is like a generic size. You know what I mean? Like it's. You know, it's, like, it's, not, it's not like a Power Ranger suit, suit right? Like, the welding suits, you know, kind of like from uh, uh, Bioshock, you know, the yeah. old, like, like the diving old, suits, those old diving suits. The old suits. diving suits, like, that's what, the that's with the metal helmet? Yeah, yeah but no, obviously not metal. <laughs> but, like, I picture, obviously, a spacesuit like that. And then, I mean, I'm assuming it's like, should fit, you know, like, should have sizes for women. I think it's a cop. It's just ridiculous, right? Like, it just yeah, feels yeah, like... Yeah, it's ridiculous to just... say that something doesn't fit. I don't think it fits perfectly on the people who wear them because they don't even wear them the whole time. They, they're they wearing clothes underneath. And um, isn't technically men's clothing bigger on women anyways? Ooh. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, it's, I mean if you... St- I mean, literally a spaceship... Like, it wasn't... The, wasn't but, hey, one size... Moral of the story, one size does not fit all, right? Like that's, not. <laughs> that's not. I mean, is it a conspiracy, Karen? You think it's really like legit? I think so. I, because I wear men's clothing, oh, I can tell you right okay. now that it does fit me bigger than a woman's clothing, you know, than women's clothing. So I'm assuming, like, if I fit into, let's say, like, a men's large, I know it's going to fit me big in places, you know? Gotcha. Compared to a woman's large, because it's more fitted. I mean... I, I have like because it de- I, I it depends on how why they didn't fit did they, did they not fit because they were too big because I, I I was watching years ago I was watching about spacewalks you know when they're doing repairs and stuff and they're talking that the astronauts have to train to the point where they're able to do hours of repairs on satellites or wherever with excruciating pain in the tip of their fingers because they're supposed to have the glove and the glove fits them tight and the glove is supposed to fit them so tight that they're able to feel right like if they're they have to they have to have really good tactile sense so that means that the glove has to be very tight against their fingers for them to be able to feel and grab things right they're saying that the whole time that they're performing those exercises the tip of their fingers feel like they're on or, or, you know, someone hit them with a hammer because they ha- they're like, it's como cuando te metes, it's like when you put on the, your, your earphone and leave it on too long, right? Yeah. And it's just there, it doesn't hurt, but as soon as you take it off, that fucking shit just, so something similar to that, so I, I wonder guess, if, but like, you know? not all men have the same size hands. Yeah. Exactly, Even yeah, yeah. I know, you have to get gloves that fit each individual. Okay, but yeah. at some point, they didn't have those suits, so they had yeah. to buy new ones anyways, and I don't think it's one size. Mm, I don't know about that, but 
it all seems ridiculous. Yeah, it all just seems ridiculous. I think it's a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. I think it's a conspiracy. Well, because obviously in space is a conspiracy. Space is not real. Women in space. Oh, flat Earth over there, or what? Astronauts and male astronauts—they both have to go under undergo the same training. So. They have to be put in some type of suit that they both wear. Yeah, it just sounds like a lot of like a lot of bullshit to me. Yeah, like oh, they didn't have the suits. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I hope I hope that the reason was because it was because they found out some mechanical engineering issue and the damn thing was gonna explode and they're yeah. fixing it and they're and they're just making you know like it would some be ridiculous. A whole fucking space like NASA, like a whole fucking agency couldn't. <laughs> Figure out, hey, you forgot to go get gloves at the, you know, store <laughs> down. Five. You know what's a, where you get like three shirts for one uh, for ten bucks. You know, come on, like, like go to the astronaut store. You know, <laughs> store. Anyway, yeah. So, no, but uh, so moving on. All right, so, all right, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and end our our semi lightning round. Hope you guys enjoyed all the new opinions. I know I did. Thank you, ladies, for yours. Cannot wrap my head around the fact it's taken me this long to finally realize I'm fantastic. I used to write my little raps, they'd always look right past it. Like it's average, like I'm not who the fuck I am, like bitch, what's happening? Porque yo tengo el yo no sé qua, uh, floque, mata, uh, el que vida, a mí me vale critica. Yo soy la fucking mexicana, muy honesta la chava. Yo no ando con pendejadas, aquí rifan las barras. A mí me dijo mi madre que yo nunca me rajé, que no hablé, que no sabe, nosotros somos de calle. Territorio, yo traigo llave y se abre Lo que quiero yo tengo, uh, punto y aparte Plus I got a bitch in my DM Talking about where her man did I see him Talking about the common pics that I be in I just tell my friends he said ríen Bitch I ha ha con J, ha 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 with the J I speak English and Spanish, I'm bilingual all day Fuck Trump, wait, oops, that slipped out Man I never know who's in this crowd Need a pair and a crew, set fix now Never really know shoot this bitch down Need that guinea, need that ya A mí me gustan los dos Mucha crema tus tacos y se te quema el arroz Hola, ¿qué tal? Dime cómo están Yo ni soy de aquí ni soy de allá Hola, ¿qué tal? Dime cómo están Yo sí soy de aquí y soy de allá Una horchata y dos de lengua Una horchata y dos de lengua Alright, well this is Belingue by Snow the Product Pretty good song, I like it It's one of her singles, or her first single, right? One of her newest singles One of the newest singles Pretty good song. Um, I heard her. I heard of her through um, Izzy over here. So I mean, yeah, check her out. Check her out. You guys. I know. I know who she is. I've heard, but I haven't heard too much of her stuff. But I liked it. It was good. good I dig good jam. it. I like it a lot. It was right up. Right. It was fun. I like it. She's yeah. Where, where is she from? Um, from Mexico. Mexico. Or but like she. Where, she's. Where, oh, hold on. Let's find out. But she is Mexican. She's gay. She's gay. And just put that out there. She has a kid. She's cool. She has a YouTube channel. Check her out on YouTube. I know I have her on Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> but, so I'm assuming she's from LA then. Because I, right? She's from LA, yeah, from the LA area. She's in LA, yeah. Okay. Cool. But she was born in Mexico. Her oh, so flows are met- good, man. She has a song called Immigrante with uh, Residente, too, from Calle 13 and all that. Like, Damn, I did not from, know that. 
San Jose, California, you guys. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. I did not know she collaborated with Residente, so I'm going to definitely look that up. Yeah, check um, it out, guys. So, Freddie, where are we going from here? Man, you, you were all up in arms last okay. time we were in Cali that you wanted to have so, a... So, again, I'm a re- uh, for those that, you know, they didn't listen to the last episode or blah, blah, blah. There's a, there's some kind of obsession with Yoshinoya um, here. But I'll be I'll tell you something. Um, we were in California two weeks ago, and yeah. that was the first time in my life well, since I've been in Texas, because, you know, I'll travel back to California, de repente. I'll have, like, spurts of going to California a lot and then kind of won't go. But this is the first time I, I was in California and did not eat and even or bring back Yoshinoya. Usually, as soon as I land Yoshinoya, before I leave Yoshinoya, and I even bring some back with me. Um, well, this time, because there's no fucking noy out here, that's why. <laughs> Um, and it is here now, you know, but uh, Yoshinoya, no, pero I, I mean, there was a sort of, there was a lot of appointment this time. We walked, I even posted a picture about it that we were going to go in and get Yoshinoya, and it turns out that, like, we walk in, we look at the menu, and it looked like it was a fucking church's chicken or or some kind, <laughs> like, or pollo campero, you know, main oh, yeah, in the back had, where they had a <laughs> coleslaw. They had rice. Dirty, they had rice. dirty rice. Like, what the fuck is going on with Yoshinoya? And if you can chime in with, like, there's a background with Yoshinoya here. No, well, well, I guess I'll start. Yeah, like, Freddie has to start it. I guess I have to. We, I... This family has roots in Yoshinoya. Uh, just because we all started working there when we were in high school. That was our first jobs. Uh, I started doing it, then Karen started doing it. ¿Cuál, cuál Yoshinoya? Uh, I worked at the one in Huntington Park on Florence Huntington and Park. Pacific. Um, but at the Minayi, conocí a mi esposa. That's where I met Lucia. She works so even You found love in Yoshinoya. Uh, <laughs> yep, my like, fuck tender Yoshinoya. Swipe for left, tender. Left. The only tender things we had were the tender chicken thighs and, and beef <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Uh, but we worked there. I did. I had family that got me a job there. And then it was predominantly Salvadoreños working there. And yeah. not only that, but I never knew. Consuming it as well, right? Yeah, consuming it. As, but Yoshinoya was one of those things where, like, you always saw it but never tried it. But once you tried it, you fucking loved it. You're like, wow, this is fucking good. Like, you dig it. But Chavela has a face of, like, no. You know what? It's because I never had Yoshinoya growing up. My mom was like, no, we're not going to eat there. If we're going to go out to eat, we're not eating there. Honestly, but I will eat McDonald's, though. Like. Yeah, I'll <laughs> eat McDonald's. Ew. I thought that Yoshinoya, Waba Grill, and uh, Flame Broiler were the same thing, and I've never ate at any of them. Bless me. <laughs> <laughs> but not now though maybe I mean, now they are but... now it's like whatever but the point is that we yeah, I worked there for six years seven years and then uh, finally yeah, left I should have just bought one it might trust me we, we, we probably could have we could have <laughs> we knew enough about the business yeah. uh, you know the fast food game but Yoshinoya was like what is it Karen the, the oldest fast food, fast in, food. In chain in the world 
really. In yeah. Japan, right? It started it off in started, Japan. It originated in Japan. Then he eventually made his way to the states and stuff like 1899 that. 1899 was the first like franchise Yoshinoya. Did you guys ever have to go to like Yoshinoya College? Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I Freddie did. did. I went to Bowl College. Oh. <laughs> Bowl College. I had to learn how to. I had to learn how to. I can. So Yoshinoya, if you don't know what it is, guys, it's fast food, Japanese fast food. Uh, cater to America in the most nowadays, but it's pretty much a bowl of rice, and you have vegetables, chicken with teriyaki or or beef with onions. It's very delicious. Um, and we I don't know. I, I have like longings and and <laughs> phantom limb pains because I I haven't had this food in so long. And when I went there, the disappointment in our eyes was like, it, like I, it was, wasn't I even, was disappointed. Yeah. And then the last time I worked. At Yoshinoya was what are we in 2019 like 2014, so what like five years ago about yeah, so yeah. last time I worked in the, like that's the last time I like that was like but done, you like, know? the thing the thing is that it was I used to go to I went to bowl school because I had to learn how to weigh the food and ounces and all that I had to be able to like make the bowl super fast and just kind of know the numbers and know how to do all that stuff. So yeah, you do go to a little fake Yoshinoya in Torrance. They have their, their like, corporate office in Torrance, California. And you go into their office, they have a fake Yoshinoya that you can go in and practice ringing people up and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. No, cause you I didn't did. become a manager. But, but exactly. I so didn't become a manager, but I was a lead. All right. So I was oh, like, so a wannabe. Okay. No, yeah. I was basically left in charge. You know, our boss would wouldn't care, and he would true. leave. That's true. So, question like, like I don't know, because I remember when I was, a, you know, young a little lad. Um, my dad was either comida china or Yoshinoya, right? Every, every fucking time, every weekend during the week, no importaba, verdad? Uh, there was never enough Yoshinoya for us. So every time my dad would send me. <laughs> Like, no, yeah, this, um, this is the truth. Like, every time, I don't know if this happened to you, but every time my dad would send us to get Yoshinoya, I hated it, man. Like, I hated, like, going and getting Yoshinoya, like, to eat out. Like, so, my dad nos mandaba y decía, ordenen, you know, you know, even two plates each person, you know, that's how much we would eat it. And, and my dad would be like, Le decía, Reina, a mi mamá le decía, Reina, dale un, dale un, un, un guacal, un, un tupper, un tupper a este. Because he would make us go to Yoshinoya and fill up a Tupperware full of red ginger. Like, oh, yeah. I would have, yeah, I would have to do, and if I didn't do it, él se enojaba or, y te mandaba de regreso a, 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 to get more, more red you know ginger. What? So I would have hated you if I would have met you. Oh like, no! Yeah, like there every like, you know, every know, time, every time I went to my any local Yoshinoya that we had, we were we became regulars, and and the, the lady would always look at us as soon as we would walk in and just kind of stare us down because <laughs> I would have to like walk over and kind of sneak and turn my back towards her and fill up the the Tupperware with with red <laughs> oh, ginger, you, you know? No, yeah, and then. Yeah, and then a mí me daba un chingo de pena, pero ya después como que avivé un poquito y le decía, y I wouldn't take the Tupperware. I would still take the Tupperware with me, but I would leave it in the car, and then I would tell them, hey, I'm going to take a, 
large soda. So I would grab a big, big, large soda, and then I would pretend that I was filling up with soda, but I was I was packing that fucking soda cup with ginger all the way to the top. You know that that ginger came in what kind? Like five gallon tubs. Yeah, it was a five. It came in a five gallon tub, but inside that tub, it was in a plastic bag. Oh, I mean, as far as for me, I don't know if it was for you, Freddie. It was, but it, it burned was. your hands. It burned. So when I was like my, as far as my location, I worked at my location for like six years. So me and Freddie worked at the Huntington Park one. I worked in the one in uh, MacArthur Park. Ooh, el so, pul- like, el Pulguero. Pulguero status, you know, toda la gente. Todos salvadoreños ahí. Todos salvadoreños, same coincidence as Freddie. I feel like it was a conspiracy because they were Salvadorian too. Mm. And all the staff was Salvadorian. So, so I'm telling you, that's why it, it's it, it's this is hitting close to heart. And the next question of mine is like, how come like entre más han pasado tiempo, like they give you less beef and less beef and less beef and, and you know it's like hey, beef goes is there a shortage? Like what the f- beef is expensive. Like, man. That beef that's is expensive. Beef is expensive. Yeah, but isn't the price of the bowl also going up? Yeah, I used to remember yeah. that. You can buy a combo, which was the basically the big bowl, the rectangle that had rice, vegetables, meat, and chicken, and a soda and a dessert for four dollars and twenty cents. Damn! Wow. It was like nine dollars when I left. So damn, well, I'm old. Yeah. What? The and then fuck? you wouldn't even get you wouldn't even get a dessert. That had to that was extra. <laughs> and now the ginger is not even. Uh, you know, up front, right? Like they they took it away, like right, like no, it's, not, it's not like a limited go, ginger. Anymore. To be honest with you, I think it depends on where you go, because some locations yeah. I think still have it up front in like the little containers. Others give you the little packets. Not so in is Salvadorian neighborhoods? Not in the Salvadorian. Is that is that? Yeah, they steal it like Walter did. <laughs> yeah. So is it Chavera? Let me ask I you. Think then. I ruined them all. So you said it only Salvadorians eat Yoshinoya. The majority of people that walked into those stores were that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but. And we worked in there. I mean, it's my experiences at least, right? Yeah. And like Lucia, she's Mexican. They loved it. They fucking loved Yoshinoya. And but she would tell stories que llegaba la gente con Tupperware, pero a comprar la comida por libra. They would show up and be like, "Hey, um, I want to buy a pound of your your beef." And we're like, "We don't sell it by the pound." I did do that once to when I came back to Texas. Like I like hey, just <laughs> skip the rice and I'm just like pero como I told you, you know what? Just charge me for five plates and just give me the meat, keep the rice. You know, like Well you can order a beef only. You can do that. But yeah, yeah like, but, so yeah. So. But yeah. That was you the get thing. the same amount. So not like doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, but people did that stuff, man. It was it was a trip working there because the fact that they I don't know, man. I've never heard of Japanese fast food, but they got it. They that's their thing. And Chavela, you were saying that you you like Golden Bowl, right? It's similar. I don't know, but yeah. it's similar. But I mean, it's cool. But but I think I it's mean, a it's a como algo it's algo salvadoreño. Cause um, Mikey, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Um, at when I was at, in college, most of most of my buddies eran eran mexicanos, and el Mikey is Nicaraguense, um, and I would tell everybody, everybody would be like, oh, let's go and get some lunch, and I would tell them, man, let's go to Yoshinoya, and all my buddies would be like, the fuck is that, man, that shit is nasty, man, the fuck, and I'm like, fuck, never mind, dog, calm down, like, and then I would tell Mikey, I would tell Mikey, yeah, let's go get Yoshinoya, and Mikey would be like, fuck, it's down, let's go, 
and we're going Yoshinoya, but nobody else. It's you they're know, food like, shaming you, man. They're food shaming you. They can't food shame you. Nobody can. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's definitely it's not. I think it's like a algo centroamericano, right? Like in terms of the Yoshinoya. Well, you you, so, were, you were more. You said you grew up more in the U.S., right? You're third generation or so. What's your family's go-to thing? Like for us, Yoshinoya became a thing because we just happened to fucking work there. So we yeah. always hate Yoshinoya and brought it home. Our tío fucking loves it. Like we always used to bring it home. My mom would be like, "Hey, traeme algo para tu papá para lunch or yeah, for lunch or whatever." You know, it just became it a like staple. A... Yeah, I mean, our family was just like super poor, so it was like if we're gonna get fast food, we're gonna get dollar menu, or we're gonna get tacos. You know, can't go wrong. Like quarter tacos, no. tacos, we'd get like okay, you can get a dollar worth, and then that's it. That's your dinner. We got rice and beans at home. <laughs> <laughs> right? I even now, now, I've been to the level where I have to just try to make my own chafa Yoshinoya at home, which I get close. Don't get me wrong. but Yeah, I learned how to make it too because I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with Yoshinoya at this point. Yeah. Um, Disappointing. I'm still going to probably have it. But... To make Yoshinoya I don't know what it tastes like, but I think mine was better. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> just, just, by, just by looking at it. Yeah, you walked in with us. And you were like, mm, you know what? Nope. Because I had never been there, it looked really nice. Like it was very clean. Like everything was in line. Oh no! Let me take you where we used to work. Oh yeah. Well, I went where you used to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You know oh, what? Oh yeah. I did take me there one time. I wasn't working there it anymore. It was trash. <laughs> There's like homeless people <laughs> everywhere. There was li- like literal trash, like on the floor. It was dirty. Dude, I had to fight off homeless guys with a big metal spoon. We had to we had to serve like the beef in a giant metal ladle. I would chase out homeless guys out of the other yoshinoya with that metal spoon. We had to get a security <laughs> guard. Um, we had to have tokens to use our restroom, uh, yeah. and not just regular. Oh tokens. yeah, I remember. I remember Tiny the tokens. tokens. Yeah. Tiny They're tokens. like penny size tokens. No, smaller. They were very unique <laughs> because prostitutes would use the restroom for business. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So they couldn't use quarters because the regular ones it was like quarter size yeah. tokens, yeah. right? Yeah. So you could yeah. use quarters. Right, it's a special. I worked. So they, would, so they would tell like uh you know uh prostitute would tell like hey you know bring your own quarters and condom or what like bring yeah, your own you condoms have a quarter and, quarter. and condom <laughs> and cash. Oh, okay. Well, Q QC. Yeah. I digress. So Yoshinoya, so they would skip Yoshinoya because the coin, the, the the coins were particular. Like Yoshinoya had his own had his own had his own currency, pretty much. Yeah, yes. basically. Yeah, they had their own currency. Basically. But yeah, that was the thing, man. I jumped around, did it my time at Yoshinoya. Karen did her time at Yoshinoya, and who knows? Maybe you're doing your time at Yoshinoya right now, listening to this show, looking around, going, "You're yeah. right. I can't do this anymore." No, but yeah. man. Yoshinoya. Yeah, Crazy. It took a big part of our lives, to be honest with you. I was in what, like, almost my twenties. Good. To- yeah, sorry, I was like seventeen, into no. like maybe early like twenty-two. Yeah, so maybe like mid twenties. So you <laughs> saved her. You pulled her you out of there. Me. Yeah. You pulled her out of there. Like, yeah. we can't eat there anymore. Well, I mean, you can't eat there anymore. I, I mean, they were, I was there for so long. And like I said, I saw how the food was made. And I was just around it so much. I wasn't. It was. I was. Asqueado. Yeah, like it was. At a point, it was. Because, like, no me daban ganas. Like, me aburrió la comida. You know, like, I got tired of, like, just trying to, like, 
figure out what to eat because our boss was cool. You know, shout out to Nick. You know, he was cool. He wouldn't charge us for our lunches even though we're supposed to pay for them. But we didn't. Yeah, don't get him in trouble. Is he still working there? Or? No. Okay, cool. Fuck it. No. Yeah, dope. That's awesome. No, but yeah, man. shout out to him. You know, he, he looked out for everybody. You know, it got tired. I mean, it got to the point where I just eating that macaroni salad because I didn't want to eat anything else in there. That macaroni salad was dope. It's gone now. They got rid of that. They got rid of the. They switched the desserts. They switched the menus. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It was working perfectly for Salvadoreños, <laughs> Centroamericanos. My question is, who the fuck are they catering to at this point? Like, really, who the fuck are they? Who the hey. fuck are? Who's who got him this far? El Salvador. <laughs> Why, who the fuck are they catering to? La neta. All right, I'm so gonna start. I'm mad. So, hey, you're gonna have to start a movement, man. You know, you're gonna start a movement. You gotta, you gotta make sure we touch the. You know, hey, I even saw a, a sign where Yoshinoya is selling orange chicken. Like, what the fuck, Yoshinoya? It's like Yoshinoya, go home. You're drunk. Like, this is not. <laughs> what Yoshinoya. You're fucking like, up, Yoshinoya. No. You're no. fucking up, Yoshinoya. Well, on that note, I think, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Yoshinoya, but thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope it's not the last time. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And, you know, please, you know, just give us, uh, you know, give us your thoughts. Just say what's your outgoing, I guess, outgoing closing messages for the night. Mm, I make better Yoshinoya than Yoshinoya. <laughs> just going to leave it at that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Whatever she said, you guys. <laughs> there you go, smart woman. Happy wife, happy life. Yep. There you go, happy keep wifey happy. happy. And uh, mm-hmm. primos, well, I want to thank everybody again for listening. You know, thanks for showing up with us. You know, Walter, uh, we're getting close to our one-year anniversary on this show. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Damn. We're getting close to one-year anniversary. Are we going to start doing solo projects? Are we going to start doing solo projects or what? I've been think thinking about doing some solo stuff on my own. ASMR, ASMR, Mama Samar. Mama Semar, Mama say Mama Kusan, what? Mama say Mama Kusan, Mama say Mama Kusan, whatever. Yeah, you can definitely go do a solo project on that. You can please keep it to yourself. Uh, like, I don't want to be involved. Nah, I don't want to be Probably will be in some way. You're still doing the editing. That's true. Writing, so shut the fuck up. Even, hey, a year, la- a year later, project. he's telling me, yeah, show me how to edit. I'll do it. Okay, cool. A year later, here we are. <laughs> No, so but worried. hey, you have to be honest. Every time either you come down here or I go down there, like there's barely any time to like do anything. Sometimes we even skip the recording and we're like, we're just going to do it remotely. Yeah. And then when we are together, you know, we just do stuff, right? So, yeah. Do you guys not want to record yeah. in the same room? Is that what it is? No, Walter, man. Come he on? wants his whole Salvi like little room, you know? It's Salvi little room? the flag and everything going on over there. Yeah. But guys, I want to just thank you for see in the back. Yeah, in the background. Yeah. Well, thank you, primos, for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week, ladies. Again, thank you for joining the show, Walter. Take us. Oh, of course, of course, and you're welcome back anytime, primas. Appreciate you and primo Chikume. Take us out. <laughs> <laughs> you're the fucking worst.